What's up, everybody? This is Jonathan Evans. It's good to start my podcast off and have all of you joining in. And what we just want to do is, and what I want to do, is just kind of have Bible study with you, take you through uh, some of the things that I've been looking at. But first off, let me just introduce myself. Many of you probably know uh, my father, Dr. Tony Evans, my lovely mother, Dr. Lois Evans. You probably know my sister as well, who's been on the big screen. She thinks she can act. Of course, we made fun of her right after War Room was over, uh, Priscilla Shire, but she did a great job. Uh, we're so proud of her. People ask me all the time, well, how long has your sister been acting? And I tell them all the time, well, she's been acting her whole life. She was the drama queen of the house. And so to get that opportunity, God used all of those different things to get her that role. And so I'm just excited about what's going on in her life. My brother, Anthony, he's singing all over the the, the country, all over the world. And uh, he was also on The Voice years ago. And so he's doing well making music. And then my other sister, Crystal, she wrote the book Kingdom Woman. And uh, she's also just finished writing a book called Is She Still There? That's a, a great book that just came out here recently that everyone seems to be excited about, and she's doing really well. And so it's four of us in the Evans household. And so just excited to introduce myself as the baby. The baby always goes last. I always watched all of my siblings, Crystal, Priscilla, and Anthony, go first. And I was always wondering, hey, guys, when is it my turn? And so I'm just excited to just have this time of my podcast and just sharing God's word and what God is doing in my life. And hopefully it can be uh, something that encourages you, something that lifts you up, something that as you start your day and as you move forward, you're able to take these words and, and use them for your own benefit and your own personal relationship with God. And one of the things that I want to do is become more consistent in my relationship with God. And so I want to do that with you. I'm married to a beautiful woman. I definitely outkicked my coverage on this one. She looks much better than I than I do. And so I'm excited about all the things that she's adding to my life. She Her name is Kanika, um, nicknamed Nikki. Uh, but Kanika has just been a wonderful wife, a wonderful uh, mom. And we have four children together. Uh, Kelsey is my oldest. She's eight. She's my artsy girl. She's the one who, um, she may be the oldest, but boy, She'll put you to the test. I mean, she gets in there and she puts water in lotion bottles and sprays the water uh, combined with the lotion on our mirrors and starts drawing pictures. And while we love the art, we don't love the mess. And so we're trying to, to balance that right now. Many of you parents know what that's like. And then my second child, Jonathan the second, we call him J2, just to throw a little swag on it. Jonathan, he is my, my namesake. Uh, he's the intellectual. He's the one who asks all the questions, who needs to know every detail about everything that you say. And so we're balancing that, but giving him the information he feels like he needs to succeed. Uh, he's a good boy. And then I have Camden. Camden is my wild man. Everybody's got that wild man in the family that jumps over rails, climbs the stairs on the outside of the spindles. This is the type of stuff that this guy does. I mean, he gets on the table and swings from the chandeliers. He could care less about the health of his body. I mean, he runs in the walls and laughs about it. That's Camden. We call him Spider Cam. Uh, because he climbs on everything and uh, definitely puts us to the test that way. But he's also a good boy. And then finally, we have Kyler. 
Kyler is just just a sweet addition to the family. I mean, she's sweet. She's two. So Kelsey's eight. Jonathan, the second, is six. Camden is about to turn four, and Kyler is two. And so we, we've got them uh, spread out. But when she came, she just uh, softened Daddy's heart. She's got me wrapped around her little finger. She can pretty much do whatever she wants. So everybody has that kid as well. Or maybe it's just that we're tired because she's number four. Whatever it is. Uh, she can get away with stuff. And so that's my family uh, that I come from and also the family that I'm in, my personal family. So I just kind of wanted to take some time to introduce those important parts of my life as I kind of start this this podcast and kind of bring you in to the Evans family as close as possible. One of the things that, that God has shown me just through my life and through my experiences, which I'll go through that in a minute is this one verse that sticks out that I'll make sure that I mention at the conclusion of every podcast. And that is 1 Corinthians 15, 58. It's my favorite verse. I've got a lot of favorite verses, but this is one that really pops out to me. And that is God simply saying to you, simply saying to me, be steadfast, unmovable, always abound in the work of the Lord, knowing that it won't go in vain. Just saying that kind of gives me the chills based on what we've all gone through, but specifically what I've gone through in my life. Be steadfast, Jonathan, unmovable, always abound in the work that I'm giving you, what the Bible says to you, because no, at the end of the day, it will not go in vain. In my life, I've been an athlete my whole life. I was the the one who many of you, if you listen to my dad, you hear uh, him talking about his children. Uh, as a pastor, you can use your children in illustrations, so I'm learning that now. But he used us all in illustrations, and when it came to me, he would always bring up my athletic background or football and or basketball and all of these different things. But football was my was my life. Um, it was my go to. It was the thing that that I loved the most. I started out uh, one to be like Michael Jordan, like everybody else. But then it transitioned to football in the ninth grade. I went to Duncanville High School. I played ball there. Uh, I wasn't very good in the ninth grade. Sophomore year, I did okay. My junior year is where I blossomed. And I started on varsity my junior year. My senior year, I came out and did well for a second year straight on the varsity turf. And then I got some looks. I got looks from Baylor University. I got looks from TCU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, all of these different schools. So I'm getting excited about going to the next level. Here I am, the youngest in the family. I watched all of my siblings go Division I, get full scholarships, whether it's academics or singing or whatever the case is. And I'm thinking to myself, am I going to be able to follow suit? And as God would have it, he would use my talents as an athlete to take me to the next level of getting to go to Baylor University on a Division One scholarship. I played there and had a pretty good career. I mean, we didn't win much because I was the pre-RG3 days for you Baylor fans. I was pre-RG3, so I'd like to say that we were laying the foundation. Uh, but I personally had a pretty good career, enough Uh, to get called up into the NFL. I got picked up in the 2005 draft with Bill Parcells with the Dallas Cowboys. That was the draft class of DeMarcus Ware, Marion Barber, Jay Ratliff. I mean, a lot of guys uh, who have just now retired from the NFL. But this is when things got hard for me. This is when that verse that we just talked about actually became 
real for me because now it's for the first time I had to fight for myself. Now for the first time, you know, my father wasn't there. Um, he, there's no, the the silver spoon, so to speak, has been totally taken away. Every man has to fight for himself to get his job and things got difficult. When I got to the Cowboys, it wasn't but a two month experience before I was released, before the guy who is what we call the grim, grim reaper of the Dallas Cowboys stopped me from coming into the facility and said, you're no longer a part of this organization and this team. I can't tell you how difficult it was for the first time to be let go, to be cut, to be not wanted, to be set to the side and marginalized in the area where you feel like you've got it all and you're the most passionate and you feel like uh, God is supporting you. Every level, I've been taken to this next level, but now... Uh, I've been given the Heisman, and that doesn't mean that I want it. That means there was a hand stopping me <laughs> from going in the direction that I wanted to go. And so here I am at home watching the whole football season take place, watching all of the guys that I came in with do well, but I wasn't a part of it. And then after being disappointed and watching all of my teammates doing well and me missing the field, I got a call to go play in NFL Europe. This this is NFL Europe. I mean, this is the developmental league. Um, I didn't feel like I needed the developmental league. I didn't want to go to NFL Europe. I didn't want to have to go that far away from home. I didn't. I didn't. I, this is something that I didn't want to do. But because football was something I did want to do, I decided to go where I didn't want to go. And sometimes uh, that's where you learn being steadfast. That's where you learn being unmovable. That's where you learn to abound in the work of the Lord. You learn it not in places where you want to be, but in places where that are necessary that you may not want to go. And so I'm starting to learn the power of this verse in my life through my own experience and difficulties. And I know you may be thinking, uh, get over yourself. You're getting to go play football for a living overseas. Uh, but the reality is that was tough for me. Um, to go to Berlin and to not know the language, to walk into a room that was only white walls, white, white sheets uh, with no English speaking channels. To do that for four months in the freezing cold was a hard thing. But I remember being in training camp and, and wanting to quit and wanting to give up. I called my father and I said, Dad, I can't do this anymore. There's no way that I can stay here and be a part of this league. I mean, they're the the training camp is awful they they don't barely even feed you the food is bad i mean there's the pay is bad there there's nothing about this that screams this is what i want to do and so i tried to give up i even booked my own flight uh to try to get myself out of the situation and circumstance i booked a flight for uh 11 a.m on a on a day that we had practice and and I, I met with the coach and said, coach, I'm leaving. I've got to go. I've got an 11 a.m. flight I, I, that I already booked. And I cleared it with my dad. He said, well, you know, son, if this is what you want to do, then come on home. But my coach did something that day that changed the course of everything. He said, well, even though you've already booked your flight, you're going to have to cancel that flight. Because even though you want to leave, you cannot leave without an exit physical. You have to have an exit physical for liability purposes so that when people go home, they can't say I got hurt and then, you know, have these lawsuits that go against the league. And so they make sure they clear you before they send you. But the exit physical couldn't be until the next day. And so I had to stay around in a place I didn't want to be, even though I had a flight that was already booked um, uh, to be in this place. 
And so I called my dad and I said, Dad, I cannot leave because of this exit physical. So I, I, I got to cancel the flight. We have to waste our money. I can't come home. And he said, son, don't you think it's interesting that you couldn't leave when you wanted to leave? I said, oh, no, here comes this philosopher coming to giving me these biblical truths and his Tony Evans thoughts about. And so I'm already starting to not listen while I'm listening. You know how kids can do. But I hear that voice come out and he's saying, son, don't you think it's interesting that you couldn't go when you wanted to go? And I said, no, I don't. But because you're saying it, it's a little intriguing. And he said, I want you to do this for me. Since you can't leave, I want you to go to practice one more time. And I want you to pray about why God wants you there instead of just talking about why you don't want to be there. And see if God changes your heart. Give him one opportunity. So I listened to my dad, went back to practice. I gave God this one opportunity when I was at a total breaking point. And right before I was decided to quit the drill right before I decided to throw my helmet off and shred my pads and walk right off the field. I prayed one last prayer and I said, God, if you want me to be here for your purposes, then you have to give me peace that surpasses all understanding. You have to show me something different. And I'm, I kid you not, the next time I put my hand on the ground to run the next play, I felt a quiet in my heart, a peace that surpasses all understanding. I had one of the best plays ever on the next play that I have ever experienced in my football life. And I turned back to the coach and I said, I know this morning I was leaving, but I'm telling you now this afternoon that I'm staying. And he said, what are you talking about? I said, I know now why I'm here. God wants me to be here for his purposes. He wants me to be steadfast, unmovable, to always abound in his work. And know that it won't go in vain. To keep a long story short, I played that season. It was one of the best seasons I've had in my life. Went back to the NFL, played four more years. And then now I'm the chaplain of the Dallas Cowboys. If I would have quit then, I wouldn't be where I am now. If I would have stopped then, if I wasn't steadfast, if I wasn't unmovable, if I wasn't uh, abounding in what God was doing in me and through me for his purposes, then I wouldn't even be able to say now that I have gone through the experiences to be the best chaplain that I can be for the current Dallas Cowboy football team. This is my sixth year that I'm going into being used and running out of that tunnel as a part of this organization. But it's only because... God used me in that moment, and I realized the significance of that verse. So that's my that's my favorite verse. We'll say it um, at the end of every podcast, but I wanted to start my podcast with you learning me, learning where I come from, who my family is, but also understanding a certain experience in my life uh, that gave me a verse that we'll always use and talk about as we move forward. Thanks for joining me. Look forward to next time. Until then, be steadfast, unmovable. Always abound in the work of the Lord and know that it will not go in vain. the loss on the cross for you to stand still as if he didn't win, but he did win. Born again, free from sin, live again, fear no man, salvation. But it's time for you to start cause the call of jaywalking.